Hi everyone, so I know what you're thinking, it's Monday and you know you normally only see our faces on a Thursday, however we could not miss out on the opportunity to, opportunity to hold a webinar with the Mercedes Formula One team. Woo! <laughs> very excited. Very excited. <laughs> um, so especially after your victory yesterday, and um, we just want to say from all of us at Grad Cracker, a huge congratulations for your win. Um, I know Nish that you were there, you know, in the race room and everything else. So we're going to speak to you a little bit more about that um, further on in the webinar. Also, Lewis Hamilton, I hope you're watching. If you are, congratulations <laughs> for matching, <laughs> matching Michael Schumacher's Formula One victory record. He is watching, isn't he, Ellie? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> if not, you can tell him off next time you see him. Of course. And it was actually quite an emotional day yesterday because I, um, I watched the race and afterwards we saw um, Michael's son pre uh, presenting Lewis with his dad's crash helmet. Um, so yeah, but a bit, a bit of a tear to my eyes, to be honest with you. I was a bit like, oh, I don't know if yeah. it was because we were doing this webinar today as well. Um, but yeah, so thank you very much everybody for joining us and thank you everybody to, for um, coming into this webinar and watching us live with Mercedes Family One team. So... To give you a bit of background, um, Mercedes are actually brand new to Grad Cracker and went live with their hub on Wednesday. Um, they're now live with all their industrial placements um, with opportunities ranging from electronics, design, aerodynamics and control, just to name a few. Um, so Ellie and I have been working <laughs> non-stop, Ellie, haven't we? Yeah, <laughs> we have. weekend we're emailing, it should be like six o'clock in the morning, said, oh, we'll just have that, we'll just tweak that. Um, so yeah, really hope that you enjoy everything that we've put together today. Um, definitely go and have a look on their hub. You know, Ellie's worked hard um, to put some special video together. There's all sorts of different pages about who they are, what they do. Um, so make sure you go and have a look before you put your applications together. Um, what I'm going to do now is just briefly introduce um, the people on the webinar, just so you can get to know a name to a face, a um, bit of background to who they are and what they do, and then I'll hand over to Jess a little bit later on, and Jess will speak to the grads, um, the grads, the interns, industrial placements, students in a little bit more detail. Um, so just to introduce Ellie, so Ellie's the HR assistant um, at, at Mercedes. Um, we, Ellie's got an insight into the, from the hiring managers about what they do and who they look for in their ideal candidate as well. So a little bit later on, Ellie's going to introduce who you are as, as in Mercedes, the, the company, um, and also speak to the audience about hints and tips and best practice and things like that when applying to their opportunities. Um, so we'll speak to Ellie a bit later on, but welcome Ellie. Um, Rebecca, so you're sorry, currently studying, get my words out, um, mechanical engineering at Loughborough University and Nish is studying physics at UCL. Um, Rebecca, you are currently in the design process development team um, at Mercedes. Could, could you give the audience a little bit more of an insight about what you actually do there? Yeah, so we work with everyone um, across the whole company. Um, on a variety of projects. So we look for reliability issues across the car before they come up. Um, we make sure that good engineering standards are kept across the whole office. Um, and we also help to streamline the design process, um, among other things. Among other things, I bet you. Bet. <laughs> well, includes loads and loads of different things. But thank you very much, Rebecca, for the introduction. And um, so Nish, on to you, my love, if I may. So you're part of the race strategy team. Um, you know, you've been involved in this weekend, record-breaking weekend. How do you 
personally, you know, how do you feel about the win yesterday and what was your involvement during the weekend? Uh, the win itself was obviously very exciting, but it was a bit bittersweet because Valtteri retired due to a mechanical failure. Mm -hmm. um, and during the weekend, I just make sure that the systems are running correctly, carry out some competitor analysis and make sure we know what other teams are doing so we can react to when they make pit stops. Yeah, fantastic. So um, what we're going to do a little bit later on is actually have a look um, into the, the, the world of the race strategy team. So we've got a bit of a video that we want to show you. Um, it does look dead posh and really exciting and, you know, an environment to be in as well. Um, so what I'll do now then is move on to you, Ellie, if that's OK. So if you think about motorsports, I think you think about, you know, Formula One, you think Mercedes, you think Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> yes, definitely thinks Lewis Hamilton. Um, but <laughs> Ellie, from, from your point of view, how would you describe um, the Mercedes Formula One team? I think for me, it's such a team spirit. Like when you walk in in the morning, everybody's so friendly. You get hellos from everybody. Um, and when you have a weekend like we just did, everybody wishes um, everyone congratulations, which I think is really lovely. It's just like a collective um, team spirit. Um, everybody here has obviously all got the same goal. We all want to do the same thing, achieve the same thing. So we're all very determined. Um, and everyone's just so open and honest um, about the types of things that are going on here and what everyone's up to and those sorts of things. That's really, really good atmosphere to be um, involved in. Yeah, I think that's come across really well from working with you over the past couple of weeks. It's, you know, when I've been on like the Teams calls or Zoom calls with, with all, all of you guys and Theresa and those in the background somewhere, but it's been, it's such like a, a lovely family atmosphere there. And I've, I've felt, you know, I've felt really welcome as well as part of your meetings. Oh. So that definitely comes across. And Ellie is one of the smiliest people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> um, so, so, so that always helps. Um, so, you know, what, what, what do you think, Ellie, makes... Mercedes Formula One different to, to the other Formula One teams out there? I think one of the things that I certainly um, you know hear from our students is that they're very trusted they're given some um, you know really important projects from quite early on um, and they're tasked with getting involved with those um, quite quite soon um, we also have like a no blame culture here as well. So it doesn't matter if you make a mistake or something's not quite right. It's all seen as a learning curve um, and all supportive of the development that you um, will get here, hopefully. Um, and you're all um, given the opportunity to ask any questions to anybody within the team, whether they be um, working at a director's level, um, you know, they're very open and honest with you um, and you can go and approach them. Um, at any time of anything um, and also we have um, opportunities to um, volunteer to help in the race support room on a weekend um, obviously Nish, Nish has that as his job role um, but that is open to all of our industrial placement students so um, even if they're not working in that area they do have the option to volunteer to support with us on a race weekend which is such an exciting opportunity um, and obviously the atmosphere in there would also be great. Yeah. No, perfect. Thank you very much, Ellie. Um, I think that's one of the first things that you mentioned to me about the race support room being involved in that, and you can volunteer. So anybody who's applying, you know, just make sure you use you volunteer um, and gain as much experience as you can with working with Mercedes. So yeah, fantastic opportunities. 
Thank you, Ellie. Um, so what we'll do is we'll join Ellie a little bit later on, but for the moment I'm going to hand over to Jessica, who's going to speak to um, Rebecca and Nish, the industrial placement students. So over to you, Jess. Great, thanks Carla, and hello Rebecca, um, and hello world, it feels as like the whole world watching us today, so hello to everyone who's listening. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Not to make anyone nervous. No. Um, so Rebecca, um, so let's kind of go back a bit, let's start at the beginning of your uh, yeah. career so far. So you actually completed a placement with the Royal Navy, which is very exciting. So uh, what experiences do you, did you have with the Royal Navy? that kind of you thought you could apply to your Mercedes placement and um, if you could tell us a bit about that. Yeah so I did the placement last year with 15 other engineers across all different disciplines um, and we had to complete projects together, work as a team, learn how to communicate among ourselves and that's something that I've really brought here. Um, I work with five other students within my department um, and that's a really crucial step is is or and a really crucial skill is to be able to talk to each other to complete your projects that you're set um, so that was really really important um, and also presenting ideas and conclusions um, we did weekly presentations on my placement last year right. and then bringing it forward here um, you know you're working on, on things that make a real impact you have to present your stuff to senior engineers and and then that is then used to help make really crucial decisions. So I'd say that communication and presentation skills were really vital. Brilliant, that's great. Yeah. And it's so great early on having, you know, two kind of huge um, experiences, um, you know, completely different industries so early on, which is absolutely fantastic. And I know, I just wanted to mention this, because I know you were actually involved <laughs> with the uh, Royal Navy um, yeah. site event that we did. So you actually helped um, some of the people that we interviewed on that day. Um, so thank you very much with your, with your help there, Rebecca. And obviously, you know, being involved with Grad Cracker isn't, isn't new to you, which is great. <laughs> um, so, focusing now on your career so far at Mercedes then. So, am I right in thinking you weren't really a big follower of Formula One prior to starting at Mercedes um, and if that is the case what kind of attracted you to apply to the team? Yeah so I wasn't like a huge fan um, that has changed you sort of get sucked into it when you start um, Imagine. as I'm sure Elliot will vouch for um, but no it's just the team as a whole is, is quite an ambitious environment you know we've won six constructors championships now and, and we're going for a seventh and it's that continual push that continual drive to get better and, and keep going and keep winning um, and that makes a really really fast-paced like learning environment which I loved um, and I know that talking from previous placement students that I'd get a chance to work on actual projects that were going to make a difference and there's something really really special about sitting at home and going I've worked on that or, or being able to see it in the flesh that's huge that's immense that's what you're working towards and um, yeah and, and as Ellie said everyone is so friendly so supportive and we say it's really investing people you do really feel like you are part of the team and that's really important um, especially as a student because you're coming in you, you know you're here for a year but from day one you do feel like you're part of the team and everyone's willing to support you and help you and that just makes the whole year a lot more enjoyable. Um, and then another thing that really sort of caught my eye was the fact that there was a lot of industrial placements. Um, so there's that established network of people that, 
you know, are doing the same thing as you, um, maybe in different departments. So, you know, you can find out what other departments are doing, um, see if there's something that also takes your fancy, or just having that support network of people that are also on the industrial placement and, you know, being able to socialise with those. And just, it's a really good network to be around. I bet, you know, getting senior engineers, you know, right through to even probably technicians and everything else, you know, I bet the exposure you've got and the network you're creating there is phenomenal. It's huge. Very, very good. One thing I was really keen to ask, I know we talked a bit about this um, on our kind of prep webinar meetings, but I would always think about the, you know, the application process to Mercedes would be, you know, really vigorous. It'd be really, really hard to yeah. get in. I know Ellie, you're going to talk about the application process in more detail. Um, but to give the students a bit of an insight that are listening, what um, kind of extra activities, curricular activities did you put in your application to kind of help you think to you know to get the position with Mercedes on your placement opportunity? Um, so at uni I did competitive sports so I competed in judo um, I decided to put that on my application and mm-hmm. um, you know to show determination um, ability to train often and, and stick at something yeah. so that was great and I really enjoyed it so I put that on my um, application I also did quite a lot of volunteering with um, different, so either volunteering for charities or welfare. Um, and I also put that on my application too. Great. So again, it's all revolved around the team element, isn't it? which is yeah. obviously very important. I think, uh, you know, it's funny because we mentioned this as well. I think a, a common misconception about Mercedes is that you have to be a member of the formula student team to apply. Um, I know that you're not a member, um, but did you feel that I was going to be a bit, a, a bit of a disadvantage when you're putting your application together? I didn't because you are taught everything you need to know. Um, so we've got a car and if you need to know where something sits on the car or how it's used or you know you, you get taken over to the car and you're shown what the part is how it's used so I wasn't worried about not doing formula student um but having said that if you do do formula student the knowledge that you gain is really helpful and really useful and yeah. helps give more context to the work you're doing especially in the beginning and I think speaking to like other people who have done this placement before Quite a few of them have gone on to do it after placement um, because you do become really interested in it. So, yeah, I don't think it was a disadvantage, but it also is definitely helpful. Brilliant. We need to give the team a call when you get back and say, get me in the <laughs> Um, so you obviously you had, to do your placement, you actually had to relocate. Am I right in thinking that, Rebecca? Yes. Um, yeah. How did how did you feel about that, and how did Mercedes help with your relocation? Um, I was really excited about moving away. Uh, I didn't really move away for uni, so it was nice to have a chance to sort of explore a new area. Um, I sort of feel like I was really entering the world of work because post-graduation you kind of have to move away. Mm-hmm. Um, with the process of relocating, I didn't seek too much help from Mercedes. I spoke to people who had done the placement because you're put in a group chat with current placement students. Um, I sort of buddied up with one and we found a place to stay um, and sorted that out from there. Brilliant, okay. Well, how long have you left on your placement? I've got 11 months left on my placement. Wow, so what's next year <laughs> going to look like, do you think? What's the next 11 months um, to you? 
a lot of different projects um, spanning a whole range of things. So improving processes, materials testing, additive layer, um, car scanning as well. Um, that will mean that I'll have to work with lots and lots of different departments, as I mentioned earlier. Um, so composites, uh, test and development design, quality, and we're the only department that sort of has to work with that broad range of people. So that's really, really exciting. Um, obviously, we don't quite know how twelve next 12 months will work out exactly. So I can't say for sure what I'll be working on in 12 months time, but it'll be along those sort of um, lines, um, helping senior engineers make decisions. Um, and yeah, yeah, some really exciting stuff coming up. <laughs> It sounds it. What's the best thing so far? Um, what have I enjoyed most so far? We did. We've done some like looking at car scanning, and like that was really interesting. Um, seeing how the reports are generated and the fact that you can get all of that information from yeah scanning a car. It's just crazy. Yeah, but so working for I can imagine that it's obviously a very performance-driven environment. Yeah. To me, I think I'd be a bit intimidated. I, I put Mercedes on this pedestal of wow, you know, the gods of uh, Formula One. Um, how did you find it? You know, the the whole experience so far has it been that intimidating? Um, no, I completely understand where everyone's coming from with that. <laughs> There was a little bit of that when I was applying, but um, I wouldn't say I'm intimidated of it. You are conscious of it because, you know, you want to do well. You want to contribute to that success, but intimidating is completely the wrong word for that. Um, but it's really great because you do feel like part of the success and you are rewarded for that success. So like on a Monday, we come in and we work winner's tops and, you know, have a glass of champagne sometimes. Um, and also, as Ellie mentioned, there's the no blame culture. So you're not scared to try things, you know, you are thrown in at the deep end, but you're also supported. Um, so you're not afraid to, to try and form conclusions on your own and really use it as a learning opportunity because that's how everything is taken. And, you know, I don't, I can't think of many other environments where you can go and talk to senior engineers or heads of departments and just pop by their desk and ask for a bit of advice. And, you know, it really is like that. Everyone is willing to help and support you and, try and you know help you succeed as you're helping them succeed too so yeah really really supportive brilliant and <laughs> uh, well thank you very much Rebecca I'm sure we'll we'll come back to you at some point but Nish I'm going to move on to you next if that's okay um, so you, is it kind of, I'm going to go slightly off before we come back to Mercedes, because you actually had a keen interest in science, um, and I know you did a lot of mentoring at a young age, didn't you, Nish? Um, could you tell us a bit about that um, early kind of experience that you had before Mercedes? Yeah, so I used to go to schools and demonstrate scientific phenomena. Uh, one of my personal favourites was demonstrating sine waves. Uh, just in cool ways by attaching speakers to a series of Bunsen burners and these burners would then dance to the to the music or whatever you played and it would show the underlying sound wave itself which was really rewarding to see the children appreciate yeah. appreciate it and it was one of the things that I included as part of my application. Brilliant so you, obviously you, you studied um, physics and um, you know it's, it's 
It's interesting, isn't it? I think sometimes you would think, oh, you know, you, you've got to do more of a, a mechanical or, you know, electrical degree. But it's quite interesting that, you know, from your background that you've gone on and had such an interest in science and now doing Mercedes in Formula One. So I know you've got a passion for Formula One um, before you applied. That's, that was right, wasn't it? Yeah, I've been watching Formula One for, since I was a child and I've just loved it. Yeah, brilliant. So I think, is it right that a common misconception would be that you'd have to study, you know, something like mechanical, mechanical engineering and that, you know, that you, you know, how, why did you think that you could do it? You know, that's, that's, you know, some, there might be some students out there that are doing, you know, not the typical subject. And um, what kind of elements of your degree are you using now that you think, God, I'm so, I am so suitable for this and I can do it. Yeah, so I every day I end up using my data analysis skills just to help me understand what competitors do. I use my coding skills in addition to this, just to make my life easier while doing it. And then the statistical methods that they teach you uh, in a physics degree just help me visualize the data in new novel ways so that it's easier to, uh, to comprehend. And then with the experimental side of physics, I picked up a lot of problem solving skills uh, where I could just improve or overcome technical problems uh, in quick ways on the fly, such during a weekend if something breaks, for example. Yeah. Um, so obviously you having that knowledge of Formula One before you apply and obviously knowing about the different teams that are out there, to you, what sets Mercedes apart from its competitors? It's definitely the drive that people have is probably the number one thing. They're constantly pushing for a 10th, or all the time, even after so many seasons at the top of their game. And it's also really nice to see how collaborative and helpful people are. You can go to anyone, regardless of seniority, and they'll make time for you and answer any questions you have. Yeah, brilliant. Um, so obviously being on, on your placement, and both of you, Rebecca, you've mentioned this as well, and even Ellie right at the beginning, it sounds as though you get a lot of responsibility quite early on. Um, so you're given a project within a couple of weeks of starting. Um, I know from a bit about what you've spoke about your role before, um, Nish, but what, what, I know it's quite reactive really, isn't it? You're kind of more of a problem solver in your particular role. But could you tell us a bit more about the, the problems that you've been solving and tell us a bit more in detail how it all works at your end? Yeah, so uh, at the start of a weekend and through a weekend, I have to analyse competitive behaviour and performance just to see where we stand relative to the field at right. that particular track. And then we also run simulations, uh, which help us decide what strategies will become optimal. Uh, and during a weekend, I add more visualization to the simulation so we can see what's happening, why it's happening, uh, what leads to certain cars pitting at this lap in our simulations. And uh, where we make mistakes during a race, uh, I then after the race will analyze that um, just to see what we knew at the time, what we'd conveyed to the drivers and if we could have done anything differently or earlier. Mm -hmm. So when you're reporting, you know, back or, you know, to and from after or even beforehand, have you ever found anything and thought, oh, you know, we could change something there or we could improve on that? Yeah, so with the simulations, we've definitely added a lot more graphs so we can see exactly why certain behaviours occur in the simulations. I can't go into too much detail as I would give yeah. away. Uh, secrets but yeah 
it must be I would be so proud of myself thinking you know I you know I've helped in that and I've helped that team you know the team achieve and you know become award-winning and for another week so that's great it must be a real real good achievement even just to tweak those little bits which is really really good and okay so let's talk about race season um, so you work in the race support room, which is very exciting. Um, what is it like? And can I can imagine it again, very high pressured environment, um, a lot of stress. Um, tell us a bit what it's actually like on the day. It's very exciting and you get insights into discussions that you'd never find out occurring as a normal spectator, as well as the access to extra data. So we can see when cars go off track or where they are like a reasonable amount of time before the TV cameras can even pick it up oh, and really? as a fan it's super cool just to be able to see so much of a race and mm -hmm. be around in the room where so much stuff happens decisions are made and even if you're not in race strategy you as other industrial placement students you can volunteer mm -hmm. and you can sit in the race support room for some weekends okay that's great so do you have to put yourself forward then Rebecca have you done that yet have you put yourself forward to sit in I've not done it yet, but I know that a couple of the guys in my department have, and they love it. Oh, it's so exciting. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, so we can actually share some footage, can't we, Carla? We actually have um, a video, it's a bit of a glimpse of what life is like um, in the race support room. Um, it looks a very exciting environment, so there Let's we see what it looks like. Here we go. Welcome to the RSR, the race support room. So the RSR uh, fundamentally is in a support role and it's what they're doing is allowing, uh, allowing a team to have people who are in an environment that's quiet, that's out of the way, that allows them to focus on what's happening in particular with our competitors and also with our car but outside of the constraints of the race weekends, outside of the limits of flying people all the way around the world, and outside of the sort of noisy environment filled with carbon dust and, and so on that we have to experience at the track. It's a great environment. We try and make it as much as possible like being at the track. So even though Japan is quite far away from here, we can uh, actually talk to the track. We have. Uh, cameras pointing at the track, they can see us over in the corner, uh, we can see them, we can talk to them, we have the intercom which is a live connection which is basically um, like a Skype call where we can talk to them all the time live and if they ever have any questions for us or if we have questions for them we can be in touch. Okay so in the RSR we have uh, a replica of pretty much all the departments that are represented at the track. So we have race engineering who support the race engineers at the track, we have tyres experts, we have VDG experts, uh, we have aerodynamics are represented, controls, systems, and we have strategy engineers uh, and we have a bunch of IP uh, industrial placement students helping us out as well. So we have students working here for us as well. Um, Chris in this case works in Aero. Uh, he prepares a lot of the data for the Aero, he does a lot of post-processing for us. Um, but other students will be looking at radio transcripts, will be looking at video feeds, will be analysing data for us and uh, helping out just like any normal employee. Uh, they're very, very valuable contributors to our race weekend. So um, for me, it started on my placement year. So I was on placement in 2016 uh, to 2017. And obviously the RSR for me was a massive opportunity to learn from all the very experienced people here. And um, 
eventually led to me getting a graduate role here at Mercedes. Brilliant. Oh, that's great little insight there. And um, we've got more videos, haven't we, on the hub, Ellie and Carla. So um, after this, you know, make sure you go ahead and check out the hub because there's a lot of video content on there too. It gives you another insight. Um, so next, let's talk mid-season. Um, Nish, um, what do you do? So for example, you've just had race weekend. What's your typical kind of midweek um, kind of activities? Um, and what do they look like? What do you do? So we analyze what's happened in the race. We use the data, how drivers have performed to refine our models for future events of that season. Yeah. And we also store um, the, what happened at that track in our historic data set so that we, if we come back to that track in the future, we can always refer back to previous events just to help our models and help us prepare for next, next year or whenever we next race there. I suppose you don't think about that, do you? That, you know, what you've achieved and what you've done is just as important as the next step, looking back and analysing, which is great. Um, so when you've kind of finished the season, what does that look like? You know, what do you do when, you know, it's, it's not race time? So um, when, once a calendar is announced, we generate starting points, starting data sets for simulations just to run. Mm -hmm. um, but we also have developed the tools that we use during a race just to help visualise data, make decision-making during an event significantly easier. Uh, this can be automating tasks as well, just to make our lives easier during a session. Brilliant, okay. Well, thank you very much, guys. Um, Carla, I'm gonna hand back to you. Thank you, Jess, thank you, everybody. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a couple of bits that you mentioned, um, Jess, with, with Nish and Rebecca um, as part of, of the webinar that I just kind of wanted to cover off. So one thing, Nish, that was, I think, you know, is quite important that you studied physics, um, at uni and you know decided to go into motorsport and I think again to the students out there make sure you don't tie yourself down you know think outside the box think away from the traditional um, opportunities that you might you know you might go into or you might be thinking to go into and know uh, hands-on experience from from just grad cracker here we've got Max who's our um, web developer he actually studied physics at um, York University but he had an interest in web development and computers and IT and everything else and that's what made him think oh actually yeah, I, I do like physics obviously I've done my degree in it however I have those transferable skills that I can go into another industry and um, so again do kind of don't pigeonhole yourself and um, you can go on to grad cracker we've got a sector search as well that you can flick through all the different sectors so everything from your automotive to your aerospace to your banking I mean there's loads loads of different sectors out there that you can always go into and um, another thing that I've um, spoken in depth about to, to the guys here and Ellie as well is the, the placement and the length of the placement at Mercedes um, so it's actually a 13 month placement which is really really good because there's a, a one month handover between the current um, industrial placement students and the new ones so what Rebecca was saying in particular before about that handover and about you know helping new placement students come on and that transition between you know moving somewhere that's completely alien to you and getting the help and support and what Mercedes have done is kind of have understood that that it is a big you know it's a big move it's a big factor as part of your careers and um, so they do have that one month handover which I think is really it's, it's quite niche, niche actually and to Mercedes I don't know a lot of other employers who who do that so I think that is a massive selling point as well that I just wanted to mention um, Nish, I'm putting you on the spot here, my love. I don't know if you can answer this question, so apologies. But before you spoke about like, the different technologies and things like that, do you 
are your technologies different to your main competitors? Would, would you know that? Or do you, are you working on something that's completely new that you're not, probably not allowed to talk to us about? <laughs> so I'm sure that some of it is shared with competitors, but there's plenty of stuff that's made in-house as well. Mercedes ourselves, that we make ourselves, that we use quite often. And do you have like a research and development team there who would, you know, research these products and technologies? Uh, I'm not too sure of how we buy software, but if we need something, we can make it in-house quite often as well. Ah, brilliant. Well, I suppose, you know, when you are the, the leader, head at, you know, the, the top of your game, I think you've got those opportunities there, haven't you, as well? So, perfect. Thanks very much, Nish, um, for answering that on-the-spot question. Apologies. Um, so, Ellie, star of the show. Um, you have, I know your recruitment process is a little bit different. You've spoken to the hiring managers um, about their specific hints and tips to Mercedes and um, Formula One. So how do you think, uh, what advice would you give our students when they're putting an application together? Well, so obviously it's important to have a look at the job description beforehand and make sure um, that you've got some of those criteria on there. But I think for our manager, something that they would look at is that personality of the, the person that's um, applying, seeing what extracurricular um, experience they've got. So it doesn't have to be related to motorsport. You don't have to have um, been involved in Formula Student or anything like that. A bit like Rebecca was saying earlier with her um, hobby and Nish with his volunteering, like those sorts of things, mentoring, um, you know, being part of a club, a society, um, a group, anything like that, where it shows that you can work as a team, but also individually um, and that you're committed to, to something. Um, I think those types of things are really important. Something that just uh, makes you stand out from the crowd, really. Yeah, I, I've noticed that. <laughs> sorry, Jess. Sorry, that was my fault. I just wanted to kind of add to that. It's quite interesting. I think, you know, I definitely had a misconception that, you know, you would have to be, you know, absolutely no Formula One inside out, no, you know, everything, every element to a race day to even elements on the car. But it seems as though the underlining factor with, with, with Mercedes is that it's the team element, isn't it? You yeah. are a team player, someone who... Um, can you know carry a team be involved be a listener be a communicator and help lead the team forward as well of course and you know the most of the um people that work um here are all engineers so even if you never considered a career in formula one or motorsport or anything like that before it's still all related to engineering um, and they still all have engineering backgrounds well majority of the um, employees we have so it doesn't sort of matter whether you've not considered it before um, because all the, the skills are sort of transferable and obviously anything that you would need to know that's more specific to Formula One or, or the car itself, obviously the um, team would support you with. Yeah, I guess, you know, the, the natural interest is an added bonus for you guys, isn't it, to see that in an application. But ultimately, like you say, the team player is, is a big point. So if everyone's yeah. listening, make sure they mention that in there. You don't have to be a fan. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, as, as I said before at the beginning of this webinar, I've actually never watched a Formula One race before. Anyway, this weekend I was just watching it and 
it, it is fascinating, you know, from an outsider's point of view, just watching how you know meticulous that you have to be, how quick, and the correspondence that you have between the driver and and, and the race room as well. It was it's just it's just fascinating how you communicate with each other. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask you, and um, sorry, Ellie. No, that's fine. Have you actually spoken to any of the drivers then? Who, who gets to speak to the driver in the in the race part room? So there's a clear structure. So I would then tell someone up the chain to decide how relevant it is to the driver or make a decision on the information that I've got, then pass it on to Bono or Ricky, the uh, the driver's engineer, who, who's the only person who speaks to the drivers. Ah, uh, okay, perfect. Excited. Okay, so Ellie, <laughs> sticking with you. Um, so we have spoken, you know, previously about the Welcome Day, which sounds like an amazing day, where you invite students um, down to Brackley, where you're based in Northamptonshire. People don't know where yeah. that is. Um, just give us a bit of an insight to what that day includes, Ellie, and then when you bring up, you know, how can a student prepare for that for that day? Yeah, so um, what would happen is that was of, that would be the first time that our new industrial placement cohort get to meet each other um, because they would have obviously have separate um, assessment centres or interviews. So that's the first time that all of them from across the different departments are brought together. So it's just really for them to, um, you know, get comfortable, find out all the sorts of things that they want to know. So they would obviously get to meet um, us in HR um, and we would ask the um, managers to come over with the um, current um, industrial placement that's in that post so that they get to meet each other then and we'll have like a lunch, um, a few icebreakers, those kinds of things. It is a really fun day, very, um, you know, sort of introductory. Um, we support them um, with, you know, what's sort of in the area. Um, we give them um contact details for um the, the cohort that they'll be joining and also of um like estate agents and things like that so they can really um find their feet for when they're moving to the area yeah fantastic and and how many people are generally involved in that day so how many industrial placement shoots do you actually invite down there um it usually depends on the number of vacancies we have um and last year we had some graduates too so there was around 30 um but this year i think we've got 23 industrial placement opportunities in total so it would be all 23 of them and then obviously the existing students that we've got here at the moment yeah okay thanks ellie and then to summarize in you know in in, in your words how would you um describe what the key benefits are to a student wanting to apply to Mercedes? I think it's as it's sort of come across already it's a very friendly atmosphere it's such team spirit um, it's very inclusive of one another we're, we're trusting um, of our students um, with the information that we give them but also of the projects that they are um, given saying that it's not for the faint-hearted it's not easy um, you know, it does require a lot of hard work. It's not your typical nine to five job, but that doesn't take away from the fact that, you know, it's um, just a group of people all working together. You sort of get really involved in the atmosphere. You know, everyone, as I said, celebrates a race win all together. You've all had um, that impact on the, the performance of the vehicle, which I think is really special. Um, and also you can get involved in all the different student networks that we've got and the out of um, work clubs and things like that as well. So it's just, um, 
It's hard to explain, but it's a really nice atmosphere and team spirit from, from everyone that you meet, even um, departments that you might not necessarily get to work with. You know, you um, are able to go and ask them any questions at any point, really. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more, Ellie, about the student networks that you just mentioned. What, what opportunities are there? Yeah, so, sorry, what I mean by that is obviously the um, students that usually start together tend to have sort of communicated um, prior to them starting, so then they, um, it's quite sick because the um, cohort that we had last year, and when we won their championship lesson, they were all downstairs having their photograph together as a group, which I thought was really nice, yeah. um, and I think they've all stayed in contact with each other now that they have gone back to university, because yeah. um, obviously they can support each other with their studies and things like that as well, even if they're not at the same um, universities or even studying the same degrees, um, yeah. but obviously they can, they can share their knowledge and experiences with each other, which I think is really beneficial as well. Yeah, definitely. I suppose you've, you've got you've got friends for life there as well, haven't you? Because you've both been through similar experiences. If it is in like quite a, you know, a, a highly charged um, atmosphere as well, you tend to learn a lot from each other. I think I think you know, when Jess and I were speaking before this webinar, it's it's a completely different mentality to have when you are you know the the best. So Mercedes, you, you're at the top of all the, the tables. You know that you are the best out there. And from from our point of view, you know, from Grad Crackers' point of view, we we are the UK's careers website for STEM students. So we we are the best. And to work for an, an a company like that, it is it, it does take a bit of a different mindset. You know, you've got a lot of responsibility from day one, and you've got to keep the head of your game all the time. And I do think. It's, it's only only certain people can can cope with the the challenge and and the the pressure on on in that environment but i think um it's a good pressure i really enjoy what we do here and from your point of view i'm guessing for industrial placements and, and you really working for a, a company like mercedes it's got that it's got that wow factor hasn't it yes definitely um but you know we're always pushing ourselves and yeah. um, trying to look for how we can perform better so Exactly. Yeah. Same here, Ellie. Same here. Um, so I know everybody's out there looking and listening in. So and I'll be asking you, do you ever see any of the drivers? Do they come and see you on site? Um, yes, they do come in from time to time. Um, they will come in for various meetings with engineers or to use the simulator or different bits and pieces like that. Um, but unfortunately, with the current environment, they haven't been able to come to the factory because of how much they're having to sort of travel and, you know, making sure that they're quarantining and things like that, and yeah. maintaining race team bubbles and all those kinds of things. So we haven't seen them recently, but... Um, they will send the odd video through to um, say congrats on the achievements and things like that which is nice yeah definitely thank you very much ellie and um, so just a note to say obviously i mentioned this at the beginning but remember to go back and look at the mercedes hub there's lots of information on there and um, the industrial placement opportunities um are also listed on there and they do close on the 30th of October um, and that is quite you know it's quite a tight deadline you've only got a couple of weeks to apply so make sure you go on and watch the videos re-watch this webinar and we'll break it up as well so the whole webinar will be live on Gradcracker tomorrow and again we'll break it up into segments so you can go and see the the hints and tips and advice that um, the interns and, and Ellie so kindly gave us during during the webinar um, so it's lovely to see you all again. I'm going to end now with a video on Lewis winning. He's, he's won so many races, but another race that he's won and how it's really impact, uh, impacted on the team. 
Um, I'll be seeing you all again on Thursday. So I'm actually joined by my colleague Sophie, who you've all met before, um, and Johnson Matthew, who are a speciality chemicals company. We've got some fantastic stories to tell from the grads there as well. Um, so thank you very much, everybody. Thanks for joining us, Mercedes people. And just one, bear with me one second, and I'll just share this video with you. Get in there, Lewis. You are the man. You are the man. Well done, Alison. Well done. Really, really good work. Fantastic to win here. I can hear how happy you guys are. Thank you so much for all the hard work, guys. And for continuing to believe in me. I really appreciate it. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you.